Hi, welcome back. If we're short on time, then here are seven minutes of sound bites from difference maker Christina Skirka, the San Francisco-based founder and CEO of Power for All, the global campaign to provide universal energy access by 2025 to 85% of the 1.1 billion people residing in rural areas who lack reliable energy. Now, if you do have the time, you're on a run, a cycle, a drive, do check out the full episode. And if you're enjoying the show, then please share, follow, like us on your favourite podcast player or subscribe on YouTube as it helps us grow the show. Now, over to Christina. Strangely enough, you know, it was a, a drama teacher and a forensics teacher who had the most impact on me. So forensics, uh, yes, it is the examination of dead bodies, but it is also a competitive speech and debate. And the National Forensics League is actually a very active body in the United States. And and learning at a very young age that I wasn't actually very good at poetic interpretation, <laughs> but I was excellent at original oratory, taught me just so much. I learned so much about how to think in different terms and how to organize persuasive arguments and, and how to be compelling. And, you know, at age 15 or 16, I was competing at a national level, but, but I have to say that teaching a young brain to think in that way, to be persuasive, to have a point of view and to be willing to be different was, was really impactful. And, and I just got really lucky. One of my uh, best friends growing up, her dad, this, this fellow by the name of Bob Hollinghorst, he really took me under his wing and, and he had me beginning to do exercises that as a 13 year old, like weren't even my radar, radar, but you know, things like, you know, make a list of absolutely everything that excites you or interests you. And that's going to be your uh, agenda for your life. You know, think about what you want on your tombstone, which, you know, when you're 13 is a little morbid, but, but it's, it's in-depth thinking that a teenager can get into. And then, you know, he said something interesting to me, which is a, I don't know, I, it's something I feel, uh, a little bit odd about now, but find somebody to base your life on. If you don't have your own inspiration or a clear idea yet, find somebody you admire. And he had admired Benjamin Disraeli, very famous politician, and wanted me to read his biography and think about that. But, but you know, just getting my thoughts in that organized in that way of thinking ahead when you're 13 is is I think kind of unusual. The, the the vision is that everybody has access to the opportunity that's created by access to energy. And, you know, it's firmly my belief that we need every human being working together to solve this climate crisis. And in order to make that happen, energy is a key ingredient because people need access to the education and the opportunity that comes with that. So, so that's the, the vision is that we live in a world where everybody has access to the opportunities and benefits that come with clean energy. But, but beyond that, how we do that is actually by working with a network of partners. I ideally would work power for all out of uh, a business at some point because we've created such strong relationships and partnerships in, in the industry itself. But in the meantime, you know, the goal is, is that we organize and create momentum as a sector and we work together on awareness raising, market activation and advocacy. At, at the time when we started this, like the World Bank wouldn't pay attention really. 
I tried to meet with the guys who wrote this damning paper on the future of off-grid energy at the IEA, the International mm-hmm. Energy Agency. And they basically tried to put off a meeting with me as much as they could. But unfortunately, I'm very persistent. And, you know, basically said that, you know, maybe at some point we'd rewrite this report on the future of energy in Africa, Um, you know, and even Ernie Moniz, who was once in a very prominent position in the Obama administration. I met him, we launched the paper at this event in Ethiopia, and I met him at the embassy at a reception, and he just said, it's never going to work. You know, and here we are today where hundreds of millions of people are getting energy in this way. And not just, it's not just the fact that they're able to keep lights on and charge cell phones and all that. They own their energy. Mm. They don't have to keep paying to uh, a grid that's faulty and an electricity company that may or may not care about them. So they were wrong. (laughs) And we're right. And for that reason, I think that's what continues to give so many people hope and inspiration. And it really is an ecosystem. You you can't make this kind of systemic change with policy. Mm -hmm. You can't do it with one program. You can't do it with one product. You need a whole ecosystem of support. And that's why we stitch together this network of CSOs getting the media involved and finding utilities who believe in what we're doing. I mean, that's that's the whole goal here. Mm So yeah, it's, it's been quite a ride the last decade, but because we are a market-based organization that's working to accelerate adoption of decentralized renewable energy, there is a group of about 25 countries that are a bit of a sweet spot for us that have maybe the beginnings of a market, maybe don't have all the policies they need, maybe need to see awareness grow. That's really where we end up focusing. So So that's how we made the choice. We're really trying to make the best use of our particular model and effort and the best use of donor dollars. Most people don't realize that one third of GHG emissions comes from the agricultural sector and that 80% of the food system is powered by fossil fuels. So we have to start trying to crack that problem. Otherwise, there's no way we're going to be able to meet the future demand for food, which is supposed to be 60% by increase by 2050, um, with still keeping us, you know, 1.5 or below. So we've got a real crisis on our hands that we need to get in front of. And so it's creating a market opportunity for solar powered water pumps to come in and really take advantage and become the new chosen technology, but there's all sorts of things that need to be in place to make that happen. The most important is access to finance. And that's one of the places where I think we really fall down as a global community. You know, we talk about climate change and yet, you know, somewhere between one and 4% of philanthropic dollars are going to really fight climate change. And most of that doesn't make its way to agriculture. What we've seen a lot of is is investments, which are powered by fossil fuels usually, to make seeds more productive, more fertilizers, that kind of thing. Um, But we are starting to reach some very natural limits that the earth is imposing on us of what we can actually do with that. And so finding a way to bring cold storage alone powered by renewable energy to farmers could make a huge difference. That's where 40% of our losses come from. So there's all sorts of stuff that just needs, I think it's now time to shine a light on this problem. The same way 10 years ago, we did just on the topic of first connections themselves. 
I think one of the most important things people can do is support the renewable energy sector, regardless of where they live. I mean, I think one of the things to take away from this is that, you know, whether you live in Senegal or whether you live in San Francisco, you can make a choice to choose more sustainable energy. And that always helps build the market. And so I'm, I'm always going to advocate for that. But I, I also think we just need to challenge our own thinking. So, but that's something we all have in our power to change our thinking and change the way our circles think about renewables. So those are all things that are in service to the greater purpose and vision. Okay, that's all for now, folks. Now, here's my ask of you. Please follow this podcast on Apple or Spotify or whatever player you use. Also, please subscribe to our new Random Collisions newsletter. We really are working to build a global community of action takers, action engines of people that really care about the problems that need solving. Thank you very much, and see you next time.